Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Life Church Podcast. In these episodes, you will hear encouraging messages from our weekend services. If you'd like to know more about us, watch a live stream, or find the closest Eastern Iowa campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. Well, good morning, Life Church. It's so good to see you. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I just want to just welcome you. And those watching, tuning in online, uh, thank you for being with us. Um, I'm going to start uh, something, the, ser- the, the sermon a little bit different than I typically do. But can, and can I? And I want to read an email that we received, which, um, which is different in itself. But um, it was so kind of like on point with what I wanted to share. And so I just want to. You give me that freedom here. There was a, a lady that. Um, sent in like just a, a note to us. She just emailed us and it was like the 1st of December. And she said, I, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know um, what God is doing in my life and, uh, and to thank you. And so I want to read that to you because it really sets up really well what I'm going to talk about today. And so her, and I, got, I did get permission for her, but her name is Ellen. And uh, this is what she sent on December 1 to the church. It says, to the Life Church team, thank you for all the work that you've done to serve me and my family. The sermons over the last six weeks or so have really impacted me. In the past few weeks, my prayers evolved from help my family come to know Jesus to, Lord, thank you for the ways in which you have worked miracles in my life. Please help me, she goes on to pray. Please help me to see the ways in which you can work through me to reach those nearest to me. Just this week, two things have happened that I would like to celebrate with you. I have been reading the scriptures from the Advent calendar that we got from the church through Life Kids, I believe. My daughter, who never wants to pray before bed, offered the sweetest prayer last night after reading and talking about Psalms 33. How many parents out there, bedtime is a little struggle, especially when you're trying to you know, read scripture or pray or do something, it gets a little rowdy, right? Then she asked me to tell her a story while she fell asleep. I was able to tell her about one of the miracles that happened to me in the Denver airport in response to prayer. She was blown away. I felt like we really connected about the importance of prayer and the incredible power of the Holy Spirit. The second celebration I have is the way that God has moved and continues to move in, the life, in my life to restore my marriage. This is another example of the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit. As I have prayed this past week for God to move through me, I have learned of a friend that needs help with her marriage right now. I met with her yesterday and shared with her my experience with prayer and the redeeming power of the Holy Spirit. I even prayed with her. It felt risky and, a, and like a leap of faith for me to even ask her if I could pray with her, but I did and she accepted. She even said, maybe I could come with you to church sometime. <laughs> I love that. So her prayer at the end of this is, please God, continue to move through me to reach those around me. Thank you for Life Church and all the people you are working through. Amen. This is a setup for what we're going to talk about today. And uh, so we're going to come back to that a little bit later. But what I want to focus on, focus our attention on right now is the topic of spiritual gifts. And if you're a follower of Jesus, this is a foundational message. So I really want you to listen up. Uh, And because there's a stat I want to show you a little bit later that kind of proves this. 
But if you've been here through our Catch the Wind series, how many have been here for the Catch the Wind series that Pastor Rich delivered? Yeah. I feel like it's just a PS. It's just like a, a little, little side note to the end of that message. So I hope you guys connect the dots if you've been through that. And my hope is that if you still haven't lifted the sails, remember that the quote from Pastor Rich, let's lift the sails, catch the wind. If you still haven't done that, or if you really don't know uh, what your purpose is, or if you're struggling with, you know, how you see yourself, I pray today that you leave with a little bit more of an understanding of this, maybe your gift to the world, or that you discover your new purpose, or we help define who you are. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, I just uh, want to tell you, we're going to go through uh, prim three primary scriptures, right? We're going to look at Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. And I would encourage you if, you, if you would, this week, write those down, and you're going to see the scripture, we're going to talk through them. But read through those this week while you're kind of going about your day, maybe in devotion, maybe you're in prayer. I really want you to see how important what we're going to talk about is connected to you. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4, okay? So before we get to the actual spiritual gifts that we're going to spend most of our time on, I, want to, I need to precede those with two additional gifts. So the first one is this, the gift of eternal life. How many, by show of hands, knew that that was a gift? Okay, good. So let's read the scripture here. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is, to eternal, is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our sin costs us something. It is not free. It costs us something. And according to the scripture, sin, our sin is death. But the good news is God doesn't want you to die. <laughs> He doesn't want you to die for your sin. So he gave up his son, Jesus, to pay for our sin. His death paid for our sin, and it's paid in full. This is a free gift, and it stands all on its own. You can't earn this before you get it, and you can't earn it after it. So in other words, you can't earn this by giving enough. You can't earn it by serving enough. You can't earn it by going to church enough. This is not something you can earn this is God's gift to you. Let's read another scripture in Ephesians here. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the what? Gift of God. This eternal salvation is a gift from God. You can't earn it. You can't do anything to keep it. It's a gift from God. And if you have, haven't already committed your life today to Jesus and made him Lord of your life, I pray today that this is that moment where you can receive that free gift of salvation. So we have the gift of eternal life. The second is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm going to read um, this prophecy from the Old Testament that talks about the New Testament church. This is in Zechariah. Then he said to me, This, oh, sorry. Yep. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is not your strength. It is not under your own power that this can happen, but it is by the Spirit of God. It's not by our knowledge. It's not by any of our talents or the things that we muster up. It is by the Holy Spirit 
And you're going to hear that narrative throughout this whole message today. So here's the gift that we're talking about, the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus speaking to his followers in Acts. It says this, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, okay? But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, we can't go into detail about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but here's what's kind of cool. We have a core group. It's called the Holy Spirit experience that is going to be coming up in April, and it goes in depth and in detail about this very subject, okay? And in more so, we're going to talk about some of those manifestation gifts here in a minute, and those, they go into detail about those gifts as well. So I want to encourage you, when registration opens for April, please look into the Holy Spirit experience. It's a one-day thing that happens on a Saturday. You will love it, all right? But so the first gift is the eternal life. The second gift was the Holy Spirit. This third gift or gifts are spiritual gifts, okay? This is where we're gonna park it for a little bit just to talk about these. So one of the definitions I found for spiritual gifts is this. A spiritual gift is a supernatural ability. And I would add divine enablement, okay, right after that. That he, the Holy Spirit, gives to each of his children so that together we can advance his purposes in the world. I'm going to read it one more time. A spiritual gift is a supernatural ability or divine enablement that he, the Holy Spirit, gives to each of his children so that together we can advance his purposes in this world. So where do we get this? How does this, all this, what does this mean? Where do we get the translation of spiritual gifts? Well, for that, I need to just jump real quick to the Greek Okay, so there is this word, you may have heard of it, it's charismata, or charisma, charisma, okay? Or maybe you know it, and you've heard the word charismatic, how many have heard that word? Okay, uh, how many have heard it, though, with more of a negative connotation? Okay, and, and what we refer to that is, is that usually it's that church, that charismatic church, it's very, uh, they're talking about the ones that are screaming and hollering and doing the buck and shuck and the... You know, uh, there, there, there's a lot of things going on in there. And if you go to the extreme of that, then you hear about churches um, that are uh, charismatic churches that are handling snakes and things like that. So uh, I have been a part of charismatic churches a lot of my life, and I've seen the spectrum. But let me tell you this, there, the, the, the churches that, I, and the, there's been some moments in my life in, um, where I've been a part of these revival services and things like that have been impactful like transforming things that have happened in me only because of the Holy Spirit that was working in my life that I could say that was, that was miraculous. I've been healed. I've been, I've been, um, I, I've been re restored and things in my life have happened because in those moments where, I mean, some have been private, some have been in a meeting, but all that is that that is, it's been transforming. On the other side of that though, I've been also a part of those that have not so good, manufactured and, and, and conjured up and made something that it really wasn't. There was a lot of, of uh, misunderstanding and misinformation. So I really believe that we need to take back that word charisma or charismatic because it doesn't mean any of those things. And this is what I want to show you. This word charismatic or charisma, right? Charisma means this. Charis, grace, ma, gift. Grace gift. 
This is where we get this word spiritual or these two words spiritual gift from. And I'd like to also add or divine enablement. So we need to take back the real meaning of this word to show that the Holy Spirit is one, not weird, it's not strange, but the gifts that the Holy Spirit can bring are for today. Are you with me? Okay. So these divine enablements or these spiritual gifts, one, have been broadly untapped, okay, and really misunderstood. So in fact, according to my alma mater, uh, Fuller Theological Seminary, they did this study and they, it said basically 80% of Christians, number one, didn't know their spiritual gift, and number two, never really operated in their spiritual gift. 80% of believers, it showed this. So Paul knew this was the case, and so this is why he writes in the church, the very first uh, verse in Corinthians here, it says this, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There have been so many misinterpretations and misunderstandings and a lot of confusion around spiritual gifts. And then there are those that I believe that those gifts are not for today. And so there's a theology, uh, cessationism, and those who follow that are cessationists. And they believe that certain spiritual gifts have ceased and were only for the apostles back then. So, and, and I personally think that this, I don't know that there's as many people that don't really engage or believe in the supernatural. What I do believe though, is that because of the misrepresentation and for those that have packaged what the Holy Spirit gifts are and how they've packaged it, I feel like that has caused more of the interruption and, and, and the problem than we actually have people believing that this is possible. But here at Life Church, we believe that the Holy Spirit is active in our everyday lives. And we have access to all of the spiritual gifts and can be given any of them. Okay? Now, there are around, there's over 27, I think, plus gifts that are mentioned in the New Testament, and we will not touch on all of them, but this is just a glimpse of those. But everyone has the ability to have these special gifts. Do you believe it? Well, let me show you, because I think we have some skeptics in the room, all right? Let's look at scripture, 1 Corinthians. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Here's, here it is. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Can you read this with me? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. All of us, according to the scripture, have access to these spiritual gifts. And this is not new. I think she wants to come up here and preach. <laughs> so this is not new. In fact, this has been going on for a long, long time. But here, here's the thing. In the Old Testament, uh, there was only a few that had these, had these gifts available to them. And they were called the priests. But in the New Testament, something changed. And at the time of Pentecost, these gifts were made available to everyone, including those who are not Jewish, which is a big deal. 
That's massive. Especially if you were a Jewish teacher, this was a no-no. They're like, no, that's not available to them. They didn't have the teaching. They didn't have the, the right or the, 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 the lineage to do this. And so this was a big deal. But when the early church began to wind down, this is where they began to create positions and or terms like clergy, like pastor, reverend, minister. These clergy were hired to be the professional minister and all the gifts would operate through them. And the church body began to sit on the sidelines or in modern Christendom, like we see here, we sit in rows looking up at the minister. And you guys have a term too. Your term is layman or laity. So there's the clergy, there's two classes. There's clergy and then there's layman. These are what was created, right? But something happened in the 1500s called the Protestant Reformation. And there was this guy by the name of Martin Luther. Anyone remember that name, Martin Luther? He went against the grain that, that of what everyone was teaching. And there was a term coined at that time. It was called the priesthood of all believers. So meaning that the power of God, the presence of God, and the gifts of God were all available to all of us. Not just the professional minister, not just the reverend, not just the pastor. It was available to all of us. But here's the problem. It didn't last long. After this wonderful revelation, the church went back to believing that there were the two classes. There were the professional and the laity. And there was, this is where we find ourselves today in the church. There are many that believe that the pastors have a leg up or some bat phone to heaven. Their prayer is heard more than ours. And I know this because it happens to me on a regular basis. People call or text and hear me out. I, I love taking the time to pray for people. And if there's an issue, I would definitely go to prayer. But the myth is that my prayer is gonna reach God or heaven before your prayer reaches God. That's a lie. You have all of the gifts available to you and the Holy Spirit deals them out, but it's up to him. And your prayer is as significant as anyone else's. From the very beginning of Life Church, we have preached and taught the gifts from the Holy Spirit are available to all of us. And we want to see everyone using those gifts to bless our community. And that is why we have what we call the growth track, okay? And that is why we continue to invest and develop new curriculum and new groups so that we can find God's plan and purposes for your life. God has called all of us to minister to the world around us. But here's the thing, our pastors on staff here at this church are here to equip the ministers and the ministers are you. How many know that, that you are ministers? Okay, not all of you, not all of you know this. That word minister means to serve. Do you see how low that bar is to be a minister? <laughs> not saying that you don't have to live right and you know, make good decisions and all this stuff, but ultimately that word minister is to serve. Let me prove it to you, right here, Ephesians now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. 
old way of thinking and old ways of being taught is that we are supposed to do all of the work. You bring them to a church service. You bring them to a revival. You bring them to a class and we're going to get them saved. We're going to show them the right way and all that. That's, that's not the right thinking. The right thinking is, is that like we read, like I read in Ellen's email to us, is that she picked up that mantle as a minister and said, I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my daughter. I'm going to pray for my friends. We love receiving prayer requests. We love to partner with you in prayer. That's why we offer it each and every service. But please hear me. You don't have to wait on us. You don't have to call this some kind of a hotline. You don't have to, in order to do that, you have everything that you need through the Holy Spirit to reach out to God. We want to partner with you, but you have access to the full power available to you. Spiritual gifts, let me hear me, please hear me. Spiritual gifts are given to each of us so we can help each other. This is to help one another. This is not to help ourselves. I think the church in the past has, and a lot of people of the church have looked to the gift instead of the gift giver. They got, they got twisted. They were looking after the thing that they could have. If they was prophetic or healing or miraculous powers or whatever those things are, he was just like, oh yeah. They were looking after the gift, but not the gift giver but we're given these things to help each other. Secondly, every gift God has given is unique and important. First Corinthians talks about, uh, they use some analogy about what the body, the body of Christ. Each one of us is a part of that. In order for, to function in its fullest, we have to, everyone has to be working on all cylinders. We need the hands, we need the eyes, we need the feet, we need the legs, we need every part of it, right? Let's read First Peter here. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. There's a a ton of them. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. So let's let's list some of these these gifts out. Um, I'll first talk about the manifestation gifts, which is brought up in 1 Corinthians 12. And these are covered in detail again. These are in detail. I am just talking over them. I'm not even going into detail, but our Holy Spirit experience covers these, covers these in, in, very much, in, uh, in a lot of detail, okay? So April, please look out for that. Let's read 1 Corinthians. Now to each one of the manifestation, uh, sorry, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another faith, to another gifts of healing, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now we see another set of gifts, and there's what we would call motivational gifts and or support gifts. And this is what it says in scripture. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If, you're a gift, if your gift is encouragement, uh, encouraging others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, 
do it gladly. So because I'm a visual person and I like to use story uh, to kind of like connect the dots, um, I want to give you a little imagery to help grasp the concept of this um, in a fun way. So let's say Life Church staff went to, uh, this is hypothetical. Uh, let's say Life Church staff went to a buffet for lunch, because that never happens, wink, wink. Uh, Pastor Rich, on his way back from his fifth visit to the food bar, again, hypothetical, on his way back, he drops his plate, okay, spilling all the food. Now, if we were to see all, uh, see some of the spiritual gifts being in operation, this is kind of what it would look like. Kindness would do, oh no, I'm so sorry. Are you okay, Pastor Rich? Horrible. Why did I even say that? It was so dramatic. <clears throat> Preaching. Now that's what happens when you're not careful. You feel that, that. Serving says, don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. Teaching says, well, the reason it fell was that you didn't properly distribute the food on your plate and you should have stopped at three. Encouraging says, that's okay. It could have happened to anyone. I love the encouragers. Thank you for being encouragers. The giving gifts would say, hey, Rich, here, you can have mine. And finally, the leadership would say, Penny, you get the mop. Jacob, you clean it up. And Amy, you go make another plate. <laughs> What's happening here is that you see in one situation, there's a variety of gifts that are being used and, and being represented. We all have these gifts and we are all necessary. So let's look at these in a list form real quick. And again, this is not exhaustive at all. We'd have multiple slides. But just look at some. Some of these identify. Maybe there's things in your life you're like, oh, I, I see that. Identify that. That's, that's who I am. This is, this is what I feel like even though you may not know your gift right now, you can identify with something that it is. In fact, our growth track, uh, our launch step is our first part of our growth track and we do a gift, a spiritual gift survey. So let's pull that up real quick. Um, the, thank you. So I'm going to give you some time here. I'm going to let you right now take out your phone. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Take your camera out, scan this code. This will take you to a free survey that we actually give in Launch Step. And some of you have taken Launch Step. You've done this survey. But this will help you identify even more so about your spiritual gifts, okay? So this is the thing. Uh, Launch Step does this survey, and I know we're full and through, you know, up and through April, but if you want to take this and in a group kind of, you know, help see who we are and help us get to know you about, I encourage you to sign up for April because it'll be, it, it's, it's helpful when you're in a group where this stuff is kind of talked through. But here's, here's my point. We all carry these gifts. We all have access to these gifts. And I want to break this myth that it is only for the chosen. It is only for a certain group of people. That is a lie. And, the, and, and, and I want you to hear that today because you carry these gifts in your, you have the ability to have these gifts, to operate in these gifts and to serve those around you. So here's my prayer for you today. Recognize your specific gift and manage it well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Secondly, use your gift to do good works to those around you, both in your everyday, everyday life and in church. You guys, we have the best serve team. Some of you are in here. 
You're serving in our welcome team and our production team. You're serving in our, in our kids' ministry. You're serving on our prayer teams. Thank you for serving. But there are some of you that haven't seen this full life in Christ. And I believe that as we're working through spiritual growth, part of that is serving not just serving here at church, but serving others in your community, your friends, your family, your neighbors. We are not doing this foundational work justice if we're just sitting on our talents and our gifts that we've been given. Some of you have been sitting here a long long minute, a very long minute, not serving and not giving of yourself. I wanna challenge you to do so. I wanna challenge you to identify those things. There's a card in front of you you can fill out. I'm interested But this is where I'm talking. These gifts are so important for the body and for the church to be used. And thirdly, allow the one who created you to give the right view of yourself. Some of you right now who are listening, you have stinking thinking. You think about yourself in a certain way and you think that that's how God sees you. And you cannot define yourself through your own eyes or your own glasses because it doesn't look that way. God sees you in a completely different way. Why don't you stand? I'm gonna pray uh, for us today, but um, for those who need specific prayer, prayer teams are gonna be on the side of the, of, of the auditorium. And I just wanna encourage you um, Maybe something hit home. Maybe you have identified something that is, 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 is just been sitting there and now you've you felt a release. I just want to encourage you to, to jump on that. Don't, don't wait. Don't say, ah, that was my pizza that I had last night. I believe it's the Holy Spirit working in us even and working through us. We want nothing more than to see you in f- a fulfilled life. Our mission is to create an atmosphere where people can become fully devoted followers of Christ. That atmosphere, this environment, this whatever that looks like, it's anywhere. It's not just these four walls. It's, 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 it's where you are. It's where our life groups are. It's creating that place where you can grow and become fully devoted followers. Understanding your spiritual gifts is foundational to this. Amen? Father, thank you for your gift of eternal life the salvation that we talk about. Father, if there's someone in here today that doesn't know you, God, I pray that right now that they get this gift, this free gift. They can't earn it. But God, they can just accept you as Lord and of King of their life. I pray that today. Secondly, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you that you've come. You have come to this earth. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us and be here. Thank you for this Holy Spirit that you've given us. And Father, finally, thank you for your spiritual gifts that you, that you give out. It is by one Spirit that we have access to all of these. And I pray that you help those who are sitting here and listening online, that, that God, they will identify what you have called them to and what you have given them access to and the gifts that they can walk through and walk in. Help them identify those things in Jesus' name. Amen.